0: Welcome back to Cultaholic Island. It is a brand new desert island. Perhaps this is where we invite the great, the good, and the in-between of the wrestling world uh, to sample the wares of Cultaholic Island and they are invited to bring three wrestling matches along for the journey with them today uh, joined uh, from Puerto Rico which is down the way from Calderholic Island don't check on a map you won't see it you may know her as NYC Demon Diva but we know and love her as Isa Isa how you doing
2: i'm doing good i'm in an actual island how how on point is it
0: very on point that you are on an <laughs> island physically and on an island metaphorically you are not one of our patreons you can't see the video version of this but we are currently uh in the company of not just isa but roman as well the big dog the big dog is here now the other day uh roman caused you a bit of trouble he was faking an injury wasn't he
2: oh my god i was not prepared for this and i'm usually not a very emotional person but the way he was acting i started crying Oh.
0: <laughs> What happened? I started Tell crying.
2: Us. Um, he slipped. Uh, he gets in and out of my car every day. I take him for car rides. It's his favorite thing. And it was raining, so I think he might have slipped and fell and landed on concrete. So I saw him hit the ground hard, and then he started acting like he couldn't move the bottom half of his body. And he was shaking, and I was shaking. It was a mess. It was a mess. But he, he, I, I offered a tweet, and suddenly everything went away.
0: it's heartbreaking um our boy my my wife's cat uh pablo the i I had a message the other day from from my wife to be she went pablo's limping and and it it rips your heart out doesn't it when it's your pet and they're like something's wrong something's wrong Uh, as the day went on he was fine Uh, but you find you immediately google it and i googled um about like oh my black cat has started limping and the amount of people he the amount of people that said oh sometimes they do it just for attention no. and I f- and I feel like I'm not I'm not casting aspersions on Roman here but <laughs> do you think maybe he was doing it just to get a bit of attention I like
2: to think he was in a little bit of shock. Roman thinks that he's a hundred pound pit bull. Like that's how he acts. It's not a me podcast or stream. If you don't hear him barking in the background, he attacks anybody that comes within a hundred feet of me. Like Roman is a beast. And, <laughs> and, you know, I lived in New York for 10 years. I just came back to Puerto Rico recently. In New York, everything is so convenient. His bed came to me. So I'm like thinking I don't even know if there's 24-hour bed clinics in Puerto Rico. I'm like freaking out. I'm like in New York, I will have a bed knocking on my door in five minutes. <laughs> That's not how it goes here. So it was it was a bit of an adventure, and I still two days later, I'm still checking on him every five minutes.
0: It's been an eventful couple of days. Uh, not only Roman and uh, his his possibly faked injury for attention, we're not too sure. Uh, but you enjoyed yeah. what you beautifully described as your you celebrated four decades around the sun, which oh, is a God. lovely way to put it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, yes, I cannot believe we got there, but here we are. <laughs>
0: um, before we get into your three matches, what three bits of advice would you give your 30-year-old self?
2: You know, if I'm being honest with you, my 30s were my best years. Mm. I moved to New York uh, pr- pretty much days before turning 30. That was my dream. My When I left Puerto Rico back at 19, the ultimate goal was New York City. But obviously, I couldn't afford it. My mom wasn't happy with me moving on my own, so I moved to the Midwest in the United States for um, because my grandpa lived there, so I had some kind of family, you know, some support. And on my thirties, I did everything that I wanted to do, so I wouldn't change. Anything out of what I did, I think the number one advice that I will give myself is it's gonna be okay because it was I was put in a lot of situations. In, I I went through cancer. I lost a lot of really good jobs. It's New York City. It's it's rough. If you if you're not ready for it, it'll eat you alive. Um, but I really I would say it's gonna be okay. Don't worry. Make that decision that you're thinking about making, and it's this is definitely better than your twenties
0: there is what was the phrase that somebody told me was in your 20s you worry about going to a party and nobody liking yes. you but in your 30s you worry about going to a party and not liking anyone there
2: exactly <laughs> and in your 40s you buy the drinks
0: <laughs> in four yeah at 40s you're glad to be invited <laughs> to a party uh, <laughs> you're just happy to be there I right. <laughs> uh, want to talk about your your adventure that's taking you to, uh, to the heart of New York City and back again and, and the trials and tribulations from it uh, and of course your work with Lucha Libre online your work with Wrestling Inc you are uh, very much uh, a, a major a, a part of the of the, the journalistic scene across the wrestling landscape but whilst we're on the desert island you've got to choose three matches that you watch while you are here uh, we're going to go through the one by one throughout our time together uh what would you like your first match to be isa
2: so i was trying to figure out how to sort these matches i'm a big wrestling fan and i grew up watching a different kind of wrestling right i grew up in puerto rico born and raised in this beautiful island so i fell i fell in love with capital sports promotion now known as wwc that's the wrestling i grew up watching we didn't have cable i wasn't watching wwf um so a lot of the matches and a lot of the criticism that I get is because when it comes to WWE I'm a newer fan. I'm started I started watching it like religiously in 2015. So my when you ask me who your favorites of all time are my responses are not the typical responses and I get a lot of well I name my dog Roman. Let's just start by that. Okay. So <laughs> um so I was trying to think the first match that I want to talk to you about is the match that made me go oh holy crap. I love this so much. And that match is brock lesnar against Seth rollins against john cena at the royal rumble 2015 for the wwe championship
0: so you you said yourself that you came you were a bit of a late bloomer when it came to wwe how how much wwe had you sampled by the time that this match rolled around
2: Okay, so I was I started watching it. The reason why I got back into it, I stopped watching wrestling when I decided to go to college because priorities, right? Mm-hmm. My sister decides to give birth to three beautiful boys who all loved wrestling. So I'm like, okay, let me get in tune with it just so that I have something to chat with them about. You know, I wanted to connect. So I will watch on and off WrestleManias, Royal Rumbles, when I had to pay for the freaking pay-per-view back then, you know? um. But back at the end of 2014, I remember telling my nephew, listen, I'm going to take you to a live taping of something, okay, because you love it so much. And I was working across the street from the Barclays Center, actually, in Brooklyn. And it was the very first taping of a Monday Night Raw. This was in 2014, probably summer. It was the very first taping of a Monday Night Raw in that building. And it happened to be on his birthday weekend. So I was like, oh, this is perfect. So I flew him into New York. I took him there. And I just remember having the time of my life. So if you ask me to any live wrestling event, I'm going to say yes. I adore the experience of watching the shows live. It's like nothing you've ever seen before. Um, So on and off since 2014, so I'm going to say about half a year. Probably that uh, Survivor Series where Sting shows up is the very first pay-per-view that I remember watching where I haven't probably missed one ever since. So just around that area. So a few months before this Royal Rumble match.
0: What was some of the, the, as a fan, what were some of the major differences that you, you spotted and you felt between uh, what went on to become WWC and WWE?
2: I mean, Puerto Rico wrestling is very different. My very first memory of professional wrestling, Tom, is Abdullah the Butcher versus Carlitos Colon. And oh. he's bleeding like tons. And, and hardcore wrestling is is such a big part of the kind of wrestling that I grew up watching. I mean, uh, I like to think Puerto Rico is one of the pillars of hardcore wrestling. The very first fire and 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 that match was was made here, one of the very first places where a foreign object was introduced into a match. So <laughs> yeah, sometimes I'm I've been watching this kind of wrestling and people flipping around and I'm like, pussies, that's not how you really wrestle. Get up. Hard and they hit each other with it, you know, because that's what I grew up. Over the years, I've learned to appreciate all of the types of wrestling, but it it is a complete different beast. And the fans here in Puerto Rico are very vocal. They 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 won't insult the wrestlers, they can hear it, they insult them back. You know, it's it's, it's very it's a whole different beast
0: if it really does feel like that when you watch both products how different they stand out um but you've so, so by the time that the rumble match has come round and you've been in you've been dipping into it you've got a taste for it why does this match stand out to you as as, as the one that really made you turn your head to WWE
2: so um my nephew got me back into it back when I took into that Monday Night Raw I loved it my nephew's a, a kid back then he's a grown man now with a kid it's crazy but He's the biggest John Cena fan in the world, and he thinks he's going to influence me, right? Because he's bringing me in. He's like, oh, Titi, that's how you say NTT. Titi likes wrestling. I'm going to teach her everything about it. I automatically hate John Cena. (laughs) Hated him. I I knew about him. Didn't like him. So we're going going into this match. Obviously, he's favorite in it. Now, MMA, I've always been a big fan, and I've always been a big fan of Brock Lesnar. So I'm thinking, okay, Brock Lesnar is in it. I'm um, in. I flew my nephew. We watched this event together. We didn't go to it. We were gonna, cause Philly wasn't far, but we decided to just watch it at home. And then there's Seth Rollins. And and the thing that that shocked me the most is that taping that I took my nephew to. I remember seeing The Shield come down through the crowd and how exciting it was. I remember seeing Roman Reigns and thinking, oh, I've been missing out. I need to start watching wrestling. But I didn't know who the Seth Rollins person was. And the thing that I love about this match is that you have Brock Lesnar, my probably my second favorite of all time. You have John Cena, the face of the company. And the person that I fell in love with and automatically became top three for me was Seth Rollins. And it was after watching that match.
0: It's a, sun- it's a stunning piece of work, is that that triple threat. And it's a nice choice to have for your first one. Um, you you've mentioned there about how you were into wrestling and it dropped away, college stepped in. What was the plan for you at that point when you were studying at college? What was the, what was the ambition for you as well as wanting to go to New York City and live out that dream? What sort of career-wise did, did Issa have planned? So
2: my, I have three degrees per se. It's a fun fact. Not a lot of people know that about me. The first one I got while I still lived here, and that was tourism, because I'm thinking if I'm going to stay in Puerto Rico, tourism is the way to go, right? Um, when I went to the States and I'm living in the Midwest, I went to school for business management because it's the Midwest. It's a safe career. And I also got a certificate in computer science. I hate it. I don't even know why I did that, but um, it was it was business management. I was working as a regional manager at that time I was running multiple uh retail locations for Verizon Wireless so you know it was it was it's a whole where life has taken me now to where I was like 10 years ago when I'm just doing all these corporate things and wrestling was just the 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 getaway hobby it was always a hobby it never it was never meant to be a career but here we are
0: (laughs) you mentioned that about 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 working working higher up in in Verizon and and that whole system. So, was that have been like a, a management trajectory for you to to become like a, a big wig amongst that company?
2: Yeah, yeah. I left retail and went into co working. Uh, Worked for some major companies for some big people. You know, I I went all the way up to VP of operations. Was the role that I was laid off from when the pandemic hit. So.
0: So you were even so as soon as like just a couple of years ago, like that was something still there. How has, how have you found the transition moving away from that line of work into, uh, throwing yourself into, into wrestling and the online world?
2: It's been something, <laughs> you know, I'm very much a perfectionist, so I'm never going to go into something and, and not give it my all, but it was, it was very hard to take a shot at it full time. And, and, being a woman somebody that hasn't been watching my whole life not the same kind of wrestling that everybody watched it was intimidating it was intimidating i have an accent i i am very unfiltered and i know that my opinion sometimes people love it sometimes people hate it so it was it was quite intimidating and that's a word that i don't use a lot
0: what was some of the 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 early mistakes that you made, sort of mean, we don't really make mistakes but you know what i mean those early missteps that you you made as you you started out betting on yourself as it were
2: um probably i mean i guess i went into it innocently thinking oh yeah i'm gonna kill it and i'm gonna be okay and and not knowing what I was doing. The, the the first part was my YouTube channel. It was a hobby because I had a job, so I would just upload a reaction here and there when I would attend an event as a fan, but I wasn't taking it as seriously as I am now. Um, the editing, like I look back at my early work, some of the early podcasts that I do, and I was like, I didn't know, I had no idea what I was talking about. <laughs> um, you know, And and obviously just not having the knowledge I think I think the thing that I appreciate the most now is just taking the time to learn. And and I always loved it, but learned the years that I missed out on, because while I do love nostalgia, I think it's a matter of like just having the knowledge. So the more you know, the better you are at what you're doing. So it was it was taking the time to learn about those years that I missed out on
0: and there was so much that happened in those years as well and the, and it's it's wonderful to i feel there's always a sense of envy that you get to go back and live so many of these great wrestling memories for the very first time because i was i've pretty much been a, a fan since like then since the late 80s and seen pretty much everything as it's come and gone so it's nice that you get to see it all with fresh yeah. eyes And um, it makes it makes breaking down three matches difficult, which brings us to our second match. What would you like your second match to be, Isa?
2: Oh, my God. I struggle with this one because I knew I wanted to have a Royal Rumble match in there. Right. I'm thinking I'm going to be on an island. It's going to be a match that I can watch over and over again. It's my favorite match of the year. I look forward to it. And... While there was a very close one that didn't make the list, I went with the Royal Rumble match, the men's Royal Rumble match of 2020.
0: So why that one in particular?
2: I think that match was absolutely perfect. I got to experience it live. And I think sometimes when you experience something live, you have a better understanding. Like, not not understanding a much, a different kind of love for these matches than the matches that you watch on TV. Um, I loved seeing Brock Lesnar dominate that first half. Um, Obviously, if you can't tell by now, I call him Beastie, okay? I call him Beastie. (laughs) Beastie is a big part of my my wrestling watching experience, and that's controversial on its own. But I love the way that he dominated. I love the way that his elimination felt, which to me, I didn't even think Drew McIntyre would go on to win because I felt him getting that elimination of Brock was it. He was made. The return of Edge, non spoil. no offense to those of us who work in wrestling media. I know that we're about the scoops, but sometimes having a surprise that's non-spoiled is just so much different. Like I, the atmosphere around me, the place went crazy. It was just it's one of those matches that I could watch over and over. I took your assignment very literal. And it was like, what matches can I watch over and over if I'm stranded in an island? And this is one that I wouldn't get tired of seeing.
0: It's a good choice of Royal Rumble because you've got 30 people in there that you can uh, enjoy the work of. Um, with this Do you want to one... know?
2: Wait, wait, wait. Do you want to know which one got cut off? It was between two.
0: Go on, tell me which which one didn't make the cut.
2: 2018 Men's Royal Rumble. (laughs) Oh. I also got to experience that one live. And I will tell you one thing. I preferred the winner of the 2018. No no shade on Drew McIntyre, but I'm a huge Shinsuke Nakamura fan. And I love that moment of the past and the present, the final eight just facing each other. Like, oh, my God, it was incredible. But the return of Edge... uh, you know, seeing Roman being the last eliminated. Well, that was the case on both of them. Roman always somehow is <laughs> always being eliminated last. But 2020 probably had the edge because of the edge return. No pun intended. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's not many things that we, we look back on from 2020 and smile about. But I think yeah. Edge's return is probably maybe one of three things that we look back on, on that right. awful year and uh, and, and smile and- about.
2: And you talk about that. Everything changed after that. That was the last live event that I attended for a long period of time.
1: If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers.
3: Real extreme darkness. (laughs) A lot of laughs.
1: Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different.
3: And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. rumble the the only good things to really come out of 2020 um it was by the sounds of it it was a rough year for you because you said that was the year that uh, the, the the shoot job changed and you started betting yeah. on wrestling and i want to talk about your your journey to new york why was new york so important for you to get to
2: um so i grew up watching baseball games with my dad and my mom they're both huge baseball fans And my mom is a huge Yankees fan. So some of the memories that I have is just watching Yankees games with my family. Opening day was always a big deal in my household. And I just remember telling my dad, don't laugh at me right now, but at one point I told my dad that when I grew up, I wanted to sell hot dogs at Yankee Stadium so that I could go to every game for free. I mean, that's genius (laughs) as
0: a kid. That's a genius ploy to go, yeah, that gets me to the games.
2: my dad ended up telling me why don't you like uh go with a career that you can afford to have season tickets and go to every yankee game you know and Mm -hmm. i'm like okay so i for some reason since that moment i made it my goal that i was going to buy season tickets at yankee stadium and i was going to go to a game with my mom and my dad separately because they're divorced and i was going to sit them on my seats and they were going to be proud so believe it or not the whole new york dream started because of the yankees and baseball
0: wow and have did you did you achieve that dream have you got your parents to the yankees
2: oh i i got season tickets for three seasons of the yankees i took my dad and he got more emotional than me um it was it was funny because i was like come see at my face i took my mom to the original meeting that i have with the sales staff to you know purchase these tickets are expensive i'm still like i'm still like older me now is thinking what to spend all that money on that it was worth every second but it was expensive so I took my mom and she helped me pick out the seats with the best view that I could afford and then I took her you know and then she watched a couple of games um with me but taking my dad you know who was the one who told me don't shoot for selling hot dogs let's shoot for something higher you know um it was it was it was a moment that I will never forget
0: now when you moved to to new york i love the fact that it was the yankees that took you there but you lived it you went and lived in new york how different was living in new york compared to the thought of living in new york oh
2: <laughs> it was everything i imagined and can you calm down sir everything i imagined and everything that i didn't imagine because of um I understood why my mom didn't originally want me to go to New York at 19 years old. That's how old I was when I left Puerto Rico. Um, And I wasn't, I don't think I would have made it in New York in my 20s. My priorities were not straight. I don't think I was as as competitive, as serious as I was when I decided to make the move. But New York will eat you alive. It's not for everyone. I love it. I, I love New York. But... I tell everybody, when people say, if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. It's a whole different meaning. It's not what you're thinking. It's not the fancy song see Sinatra telling you that. It's because you have to have the best survival skills to survive in New York City. You have to want it more than others. You have to work harder than others. If you are slacking at your job, there's still people waiting to take your job. Like it is such a different atmosphere and a beast. It also, really changes you as a human because you become so i don't know how to, you become very thick-skinned there's some things that could happen that i would probably have no reaction where people most people be like oh my god i'll be like yeah it happens and that's something that new york will do to you you know it, it almost takes away your your sensitive and you become a very rough person i know why new yorkers are quote unquote assholes you have to be you have to be <laughs>
0: I, uh, I on YouTube, uh, as well as following yourself, I follow uh, a guy called Casey Neistat, who's a YouTuber oh, from New him. York. Are you familiar with his work?
2: Mm-hmm. Yes, I
0: am. And like the way that he presents New York is magnificent and it's and it's dirty yeah. and it's exciting. And it's and as you it's all those things that you describe, like you've got to be a little bit thick skinned, a little bit harder edged in order to get through it. Uh, talk me through a a typical day uh, for Issa in her 30s living the new york dream what would your days normally go like there
2: you know to that presentation there's also the fact that it's romantic it's beautiful it's convenient like there's just nothing i cannot get in new york at any time of the day and i miss it like crazy now you know moving back here a typical day started with it depended like you have to get up early because i i I used public transportation. Like when I moved to Puerto Rico, back to Puerto Rico time and I had to buy a car, that was the biggest anxiety I ever had. I'm like, wait, I have to drive this thing? Like, isn't there an Uber that's going to take me everywhere? Like, what is this? Um. So yeah, it, it would be taking a bus to the subway to then walk about two miles in high heels, because I'm always in high heels, to whatever job I was at. When I first moved to New York City, I had multiple locations. So a lot of the times that they involve going to... Queens to the Bronx to Brooklyn because I had locations everywhere when I moved into the corporate aspect of things I had um I had different locations within the city so I remember this is a fun story I um I I was engaged and and he had a daughter and she picked me to do the take your kid to work day and she said I will never ever ever want to do that again (laughs) she ended up like she watched, she looked at her watch and she was her an Apple watch and I think we walked like 12 miles. We did like 15 meetings. We saw like three offices because I was selling uh share office space at the time. And she was like, no, you can cook. And I'm like, it's time when I get home. And I don't want to cook. <laughs> it's,
0: but yeah, it's a life. is not, not for crazy, everybody, is it?
2: It's not. And then you... You finish your day of work and that's when you impact. Do you want to have a social life or not? Do you work out? I I would be at the gym sometimes at like midnight, 1 a.m., but that would be the only time that I would have to do that, especially because during that period of time, I was creating wrestling content. It just wasn't what I was doing full-time, but I was doing that as well. So I'm getting home from work at 7 p.m. to change, to watch Raw, to record my reactions, to upload them to my YouTube, to sleep two hours, and then do it again the next day.
0: There's something about that whole lifestyle that that I'm, fascinated by and there's something about that time in the morning you may start going to the gym at at like 1 a.m there's a there's a there's a really lovely piece that comes with the early starts obvious it's an obvious question but are you are you an early starter
2: yes and no it depends on if i sleep or not
0: (laughs) (laughs) is it like once you're asleep then that's it you're out like a light
2: right 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 but like if i i can function two three hours of sleep um but I'm not a morning person, but I'm an early starter. I hope that makes sense.
0: Yes. Like you you don't you don't live for mornings, but it's more a case of you go, like, I want to get started early. Let's go. It's it's our four, it's 5 a.m. off we go.
2: Right. Right, right. It's time management. You can't waste those hours by sleeping in when you can get so many things done. So you just, you know, get it done when you can, but it doesn't mean that I'm the friendliest (laughs) at those hours.
0: Do you know what? I, I, I'm, I'm weirdly with you on that. I get a lot of flack at work, and and it does my, it, it does Alex my my good lady's head in, uh, the fact that like I love like my alarm will go off at half four because I love that time in the morning where you can just sort of make a coffee and just start on the day right with the peace and, to li- and like the watch the sun coming up a little bit during the summer it's nice there's a cat being a dickhead near you like in my case and in your case it's a dog but it's a cat being near it's a bit of a dickhead and it's nice time in the morning I like it a lot and the, the New York lifestyle that you've lived sort of fits your lifestyle as well so if you don't mind me asking what's What led to you moving back to Puerto Rico?
2: So I was um, doing what I do now, and I came to spend the holidays with my parents, and I realized that my mom's health wasn't in the best condition. Um, You know, we're currently um, fighting the good fight of... um, I can't pronounce the name, but she's currently going through uh, some kind of blood cancer. And i caught it when i came here and i was like hey what i do i can do from anywhere so i'm staying and i decided to stay and i spent 20 years away from my parents at that point in my life uh you start seeing them get older you know and the weather here is nice and i gotta tell you something life here is easy i know a lot of people that live here that have never gotten out of here they're not going to tell you that but after living in new york for over a decade nothing here is just easy people just want to have a drink and go to the beach and and it's
0: 82 degrees right now Tom come
2: on in New York it's freezing cold
0: (laughs) you're saying that to somebody who is in the United Kingdom in Newcastle upon Tyne where as I check my phone I can confirm that the current temperature just outside of this window here is a whopping one degree Celsius (laughs) (laughs) do you want to swap I'm
2: fine to swap (laughs) <laughs> no, come on over. I tell everybody, come to Puerto Rico. I'll show you around. I would love
0: to, but- uh, That sounds great. That sounds like a plan. <laughs> I like that a lot. Bring, the,
2: bring, bring Pablo, bring the wife. I'll show you guys a great time. <laughs> There's so much to uh, see here.
0: Do not tempt, I, I imagine if I tell my wife that we're going to Puerto Rico, I think she'd have packed half the bags by the time I've said um,
2: <laughs> So We have a rainforest. We have a Bioluminescent uh, bay that I can take you to, the old school forts. I'm telling you guys will go.
0: <laughs> well, careful what you wish for is it so it (laughs) it sounds like like with with life in puerto Rico, it's it's like pumping the brakes a little bit compared to new york is there any any passion to go back and 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 run at that pace again yeah
2: every day every day uh yesterday i posted on my twitter everybody thought i was crazy i was like i woke up missing uh new york so i did a 102 floor out on my stairmaster because that's how tall the empire state building is like you know i'm like i'm gonna climb this Empire state building today every day but it's not something that i'm gonna do until things are perfectly okay and i don't feel needed here
0: i totally get that i totally get that you 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 went from living in new york pursuing uh very different a uh, very different career to the one that you have now uh, which is betting on yourself and working within the wrestling world as well we see you popping up uh, at wwc which is lovely because that's the promotion that you fell in love with uh, you do stuff with lucha libre online hey, which was the um the, the first wrestling promotion to reach out to you
2: um so the lucha libre first of all wrestling Inc. reached out to me in english and i've always wanted to get into the spanish um, speaking audience because I know how passionate we are as wrestling fans when I came with Lucha Libra line and I moved here because they're based out of here it was a WWC event the first one that I got to go and interview and do things and like I told you that's the wrestling I fell in love with growing up that's what I would watch and I, even just last Saturday I was at an event they did it was in of and I had one of those moments that blew my mind because I'm looking to this direction and I see two legends that I grew up watching, two people that I know and love when I was little. I look in front of me and there's John Morrison, Fandango, people that I love with WWE, right? And then I look this way and there's the Puerto Rico, local Puerto Rico talent that you have to be from here to know who they are and what they got. And it was such a beautiful, mind-blowing moment where I'm like, it's all of my wrestling worlds combined. I, I absolutely learned um, that I can be a part of the local scene because Puerto Rico has some excellent wrestling.
0: It really does. What do you think to those like, there's, there'll be people who be watching this who may not have sampled uh, the, the the scene there at all, or maybe in a long while. Um, what are some of the misconceptions about about wrestling in Puerto Rico that, that we can expel today, you and I?
2: You know, some of the first things that people bring up to me is everything that happened with bruce Brody. Every time you I'm from Puerto Rico, love WWC, that is one of the very first things that get brought up to me. I don't like talking about that incident, but I I can understand that's the first thing that people think about. And I have to kind of like just show them the way, show them so many people that got started here. Some wrestlers that wrestle here before they even went anywhere. Um, I, I get a chance to talk to them now to interview them, but there was so many of them, WWE stars, legends, that got the start here in Puerto Rico for years. And a lot of them talked to me about how much they love the island and they love the food. Um. Recently, I had a great experience interviewing Rikishi and he just went on and on about how good the Puerto Rico food is and how much he missed it because he spent a long period of time here.
0: That's great, and I and I I see, I see those people, and you can see that they obviously when they come to WWC they light up because there's a love for not just the promotion, but but for the entire the entire culture in Puerto Rico <laughs> as well, which is which is incredible. Yeah.
2: We just had uh, John Morrison was here wrestling last weekend, and I'll give you an example. The fans here. They, they're, they're very outspoken and the wrestlers know it and they love it. They have these little air horns that they're blowing the entire time. Watch one of my blocks, you'll hear it. And that's just how it is here. And the fans mm-hmm. with a freaking speaker is just yelling at Morris, like, Bad Bunny kicked your ass, Bad Bunny's your daddy. Like, like... You would think that it was like so disrespectful as soon as the match ended everybody got on the seat and they gave Morrison a spending ovation so it's just the kind of banter that happened here but it doesn't mean that isn't they're not respectful to the performers in the
0: ring it's it's a little bit in mind of of fans in the uk how they will they will give the wrestlers so much grief but at the end yes. of it when the bell sounds it's like yeah fair play mate well done great work like there's so much love there at the end of yeah
2: it. Yeah, that's exactly how it went, and I and I I was able to capture. I posted a blog ship club on my on my channel uh, of my experience, just not behind the scenes doing my job because I was there with Lucia living online, getting interviews and covering the event as media. But once I got done doing all my interviews, I was like, "Excuse me, I'm gonna go enjoy this car because they put on a hell of a show." So I was able to do a vlog slash behind the scenes. It was a lot of fun.
0: And, and you can you will give all the details where people can find your blog and stuff at the end of this. But before we do before we do all that, we've got one more match to choose. Uh, for you Issa so uh, so far Royal Rumble 2020 uh, one that you've selected that Royal Rumble spectacular triple threat between Brock Lesnar Seth Rollins and John Cena what would you like your third and final one to be
2: this one came as a shock as I was doing my eliminations, um it eliminated I will tell you like I did with the Royal Rumble match it eliminated Bad Bunny and Damien Priest versus the Milton Morrison just because um, I I love Bad Bunny. He's from my hometown. I have three Bad Bunny tattoos. Like this man is like a god to me. So seeing him wrestle and most importantly, he was announced from my hometown. It was very sentimental to me, but it's not necessarily a match that I will go back and watch. It just means a lot to me. So that's why I got eliminated for very recently. It's going to shock you. Is the last man standing match at last year's SummerSlam between Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns.
0: Oh, fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that, that match
2: has everything I love about professional wrestling, the chaos, the tractor, the hard hitting, the Roman rings, like everything going on. I got to watch that match from the press box with other members of the media. Now, Tom, when I first got started, it was reactions, right? So I I, I don't fake my reactions. I, I record my face. All my reactions have been controversial because people are like, oh, you have been disrespectful because I'm not reacting the way they expect me to. And I remember thinking, these are my two favorites of all time. Like, I know everybody's over that feud. I wasn't. I love them. So I remember looking around and seeing everybody, all the lovely people from the wrestling media, reacting the way that I was. And I was like, it's not just me. I'm not exaggerating here. This match is like this match. And I watched it that night as soon as I got back to my hotel. I loved everything about that match. Hopefully it's the last one because I think that's how they should end that story. But... There's nothing not to love about that match or that you couldn't watch over and over again it's chaotic it's funny it's hard hitting it's a good match there's so much going on i i just thought i just thought it was perfect
0: i love how we're bookending with brock lesnar matches because you've said before brock lesnar is one of those guys he's your beastie he's the guy that that, you know you, you you really clicked with when you joined wrestling and the brock lesnar in that in that triple threat at the Royal Rumble is a is a very different Brock Lesnar to yes. the one we saw last year. Like cowboy hat wearing, fun loving, tractor driving, like really cutting loose Brock Lesnar. I think it it's hard not to fall in love with Brock Lesnar when he's being silly, isn't it?
2: Cowboy Brock, it, yeah, especially when he won the Money in the Bank briefcase and he showed that other side of him with the boombox, like, you can tell that Brock just likes to have fun and, and seeing this version of him and just letting him be, it, I, I, I've I had a lot, of, a lot of fun with this um, Brock Lesnar run. Obviously I have to get a Roman Reigns match in there. Roman Reigns is my favorite of all time. That's not going to change. It's never going to change. People try. You can say anything about Roman like and, and, and it's just not going to change. He's my favorite. We won in very, I bond with Roman in a very different way just because of health issues that I went through that he helped me watching his matches and watching his run and watching people boo him and me trying to defend him. And now seeing everybody loving him and I'm over here like, really, now you like him? so I had to get a Roman Reigns match in there and there was a lot to pick from but that one I just remember smiling throughout the entire match
0: I have to say like, as you say as a guy as, as a Roman Reigns fan as you you've been there throughout the the entire thing and you've always been a fan even when like his ardent critics were out with pitchforks and you know what myself included when Roman Reigns was like the top good guy I struggled to bite on it I think now he is absolutely at his his peak. He's doing the best work he's ever done. And you know what? I I, the the phrase from my favourite phrase is from a a book called The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which is I would rather be happy than right. And and I think that I was very wrong in my estimation of Roman Reigns' impact on the business you know and I, and I and I'm happy to be wrong on that because I think he's been fantastic but having said that does it annoy you a bit that now only now people are are coming round and going hey yeah I like Roman Reigns as well knowing that you've been there the whole time
2: no because it validates what I always thought <laughs> It just took some time, but it validates what I knew he could do. You look at Roman Reigns, and I would even tell you, one of his biggest fans, that he's not an underdog. And that trying to book him as You look at Roman Reigns, and he's the guy you want to be or want to be with. This is the guy that's going to fight from behind, you know? So I never really bought it, but I saw it, and I... And I and I liked it. I thought he had it. I'm telling you, that first event, I remember that was the first person that caught my eyes when the shield came down. I was like, "Who is that?" And my nephew's like, <laughs> "My nephew was like, oh, it's Roman Reigns," and I'm like, "What? He's hot." <laughs> <laughs>
0: is, you he know? Free? is he free on things Friday nights? Hello, my, Roman.
2: <laughs> I will share a funny story with you. Oh, please do. <laughs> right. I will share a funny story with you. When I first um started loving Roman. I started a hashtag on Twitter and it was Roman Reigns, give me Ladywood. Okay. <laughs> and this hashtag went crazy to the point that even Roman knew about it. He would like the tweet back then.
0: So <laughs> the that was, very, hang on, hang on, that was you. I that was you that started that.
2: <laughs> yes, 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 the Ladywood for Roman, that was
0: me. Touche. <laughs> I remember seeing that so, hashtag. Um, it was amazing.
2: The, the bear you saw it
0: yeah i remember seeing it
2: oh i think we have a delay again
0: i think we do yeah (laughs) we'll work through it
2: yeah we have a little bit of a delay again finish
0: telling your roman Reigns story and i'll be and i'll be quiet
2: (laughs) um so when i first met him at a meet and greet the first thing roman Reigns said to me was how's that lady would now
0: oh so he knew it was you (laughs) yeah he knew (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he knew. Well how did you answer the question i must know how did you answer
2: oh i said it's so hard <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're a massive pervert brilliant <laughs>
2: <laughs> he loved it he loved it i'm sure he did i'm sure he did i was doing it the online he knew what i was doing he knew what i was doing <laughs>
0: i think roman reigns is roman reigns ladywood seems to be the appropriate place to to call time on our time together (laughs) we'll end it on a high it has been the greatest joy to invite you to cultaholic island today Uh, i want to send people your way if they're not familiar with your work yet where can people find you uh, day to day
2: um my youtube channel is nyc demon i do live streams i watch raw um, NXT, Dynamite, mantown pay-per-views when I'm not attending them. Um, <clears throat> and I do blogs of the events that I do attend. So my YouTube channel, NYC Demon Diva, you guys can also find me on the Wrestling Inc. podcast on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. I also do work with Lucha Libre online for those of you who want to see the Spanish side of it.
0: Wonderful stuff. Uh, and uh, look out for uh, presumably more Roman Reigns, Ladywood, coming to a YouTube channel near you. Uh, courtesy of Issa and NYC Demon Diva. Thank you for joining us on Cultaholic <laughs> Island and stay safe out there. Thank you for having
3: me. Real extreme darkness. <laughs> A lot of laughs.
1: Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different.
3: And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at Byheart.com.
0: For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.